What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes art out of our life's debris. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Jeremy? Not much, not much, man. Yeah, man. I want to talk. I am fresh out of the motherland, so I'm one week removed from the motherland. I went to South Africa. Um, big up to the World Assembly folk who planned and served us and hosted us. It was great. Um, uh, it was a gathering of leaders who are part of the International Fellowship of Evangelical Students. Um, and we were in South Africa. It was actually my second time uh, visiting South Africa. Um, South, Af- South Africa is special to me. It's where I had my lordship moment when I was uh, just after my freshman year in college. Um, <laughs> and it led me down this road of being in leadership with InterVarsity. And as part of InterVarsity, we're part of IFES movement. And so it just, you know, it was a special place, it's special like a time. coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. Um, yep, exactly that. Um, now, these some of the things I'm going to talk is not the express views of the IFES. Right. Um, but uh, I just, there's some things that have been on my mind that I want us to, to talk about. So I was in conversation with a lot of folk from different parts of Africa, but I, I remember being a, a, in conversation with a friend from Burundi, and he talked about how uh, when there's war in there, kind of like around them, uh, Teachers will profess, teachers and professors they they'll leave and so then they have classes that they can't take and mm-hmm. so they have to deal with that. So not only do they have to deal with like the conflict around them, but they also have to deal with the fact that teachers are leaving, students can't take certain okay. courses, and yeah. so their education um, is kind of put on hold. Uh, then there's a guy who uh, there's folk who who were from like war torn countries or like uh, places where there's like rebel militia. Mm-hmm. Um, warring with the government, and yet, and they're in of out of jail uh, for various reasons, not like criminal, but just because there there's militias out there who don't want to see them succeed, who want to put things in turmoil. So uh, now that is not the 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 context of all of Africa. Uh, in fact, Africa is much like us. It, uh, maybe the poverty is more. Deep, but uh, there's places where you would think you were in the city. Uh, right, there's places right. where you obviously would see, okay, this is serious poverty. But all that to say is the discipleship that's coming out of those places, places where they have to consider what places where the threat of death is not just something that they hear about on the news, but it's something that's right outside their door. Um, and yet they have to bring the gospel, a gospel of Jesus to folk who don't believe, to folk who believe it's the colonizer's religion, to folk who right. who right. are still have the threat of death around them. Um, it, that's very different from our context, where uh, justice for some is just a hashtag that's trending. Mm-hmm. Um, for others, it is 
a place where justice is is maybe addition to their discipleship, something that they got to care. They don't, but they have the choice whether they can engage it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, especially in in the, the place of my calling, where I feel particularly called to the black community in a multi ethnic church, big right. big big C church in the U.S. Um, I am starting to wor- work with the theory that the discipleship that they have there is actually what we need. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that everywhere throughout the Bible, God is uh, paying attention to injustice. Even mm-hmm. as Jesus mm-hmm. in his walk, paying attention to injustice was just part of the air that he breathed. And yet, somehow in the U.S., um, for various reasons, it is optional to care yeah. about injustice. Yeah. And in fact, some folks, you know, their their theology doesn't even consider it. And, and then um, there's some that's like it's the antithesis of the gospel. Exactly right? that. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. So we we got the full spectrum happening. There you go. In the U.S. discipleship. Yep. So uh, I wanted to I wanted us to talk about that 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 piece. Like, uh, and you've been to the Philippines. We had yep. we talked about that a little bit. Um, is this do we see the discipleship that we need here? Mm-hmm. Um, do we see it? Do we see? Do we think the solution is here, or do we think the solution to other places? Right now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking a lot of the discipleship we need, because I was in Africa, I'm like, the, the discipleship that I need to offer black students, mm-hmm. um, but black, mm-hmm. also black leaders in general, um, like it is in Africa. It is in yeah. that place. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting because you got to go, you know, when I, when I do my Google search yeah. <clears throat> on discipleship, discipleship programs, when I mm. look on Amazon, it's going to populate a certain type of discipleship. Yep. So that's already number one. If I don't understand, I'm populating my discipleship ideas, programs, books with already a bias in it. Yeah. It's already coming. It's already sourced from a particular region or area. Now, sometimes yep. that's a little helpful because it's in English and I can there read it. So I need it in English to access it, you know, mm-hmm. but I have to also acknowledge it may carry with it some things that maybe aren't good or maybe aren't yeah. entirely kingdom or at least are deficient in some ways. So if I don't acknowledge that and already recognize my Amazon search immediately is populating with something that I don't have access to. Bro, I was in Asian Theological Seminary. Okay. <clears throat> they have books um, uh, with multiple authors, all these like collections of, of essays and stuff like that. Okay. Books, subjects that I'm like, I've never seen this title or this subject ever. Mm. And you know me, man. I got some books under my belt. Yeah. Never have I seen. Now, that doesn't mean they don't exist in America. They're written in English, right? But it's in the Asian context written by some Asian folks. Yeah. With, with a few, like, expats in there, you know? Yep. <laughs> they, they get yep. in there somewhere. Uh, stuff about ecology, all bunch of stuff about transformation, working with the poor, mm. you know, but from an Asian perspective, bro, I was blown away. I was like, what are these books? Yeah. I've never heard this subject. I was, I was like kind of looking through them, trying to cheat a little bit, you know, like read as much <laughs> as I could while I was, I was waiting for somebody. You know? <laughs> and it was inside air conditioning. So I was like, it was double, hey. it was a double win. Hey. I was like, I'm just gonna pretend like I'm reading this so I get AC. You know, <laughs> I was really hot that day, <laughs> but, it, but, but that right there, I'm like, man, how do you get access to that? That's discipleship that we need. That, how do, how do I get it? Yep. You yep. Know? Yep. I I think we got to search for those ways. So, part of my thinking is, um, 
so because I had this trip, I was able to network with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, actually able to connect with all, with a number of different leaders from there and stay in connection with them. Okay. Um, so one way for me is going to be that. Um, but also, I just think we need to start wrestling with this idea of getting those kind of materials mm-hmm. into the hands of leaders over here. Yeah. Um, because that's a powerful discipleship. And now I, I don't want to neglect that. The fact that there are folk doing ministry in the uh, most marginalized places in our context, in yeah. the U.S. Um, my theory is that we need that discipleship that happen- that's happening there. Folk who are bringing the hope of the gospel into places that seem the most hopeless. So yeah. both in our context and then also in a place that's under-resourced. A lot of, that has a lot of places that are under-resourced in Africa. Mm-hmm. They, they're doing mm-hmm. significant work for the gospel. And I, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, like, there needs to be a shift. So usually we get these ideas that's taken from an elite group of people, mm-hmm. professors, doctors. Yeah, ivory tower kind these, of folks. I, these ideas, yeah, and they yeah. break them down, and then usually these ideas have to be sifted um, or contextualize, I'll say contextualize mm-hmm. in the different places that they land. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and usually they carry biases with them and, 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 and one type of cultural point of view, and they have to be contextualized in these places. I wonder if, simply put, if I just take the idea of the, the poor and the rich, the poor and the privileged, I should say, so not yeah. necessarily yeah. rich, but the poor and the privileged, and I, I'm wondering if there needs to be a shift from... Uh, theology that's birthed out of folk who are in the margins, then that contextualized for those who are privileged. Yeah. Um, rather, rather than the reversal. Rather than the reversal. <clears throat> yeah. um, I may see this probably, uh, it, it, maybe even I could replace privilege in some places like majority culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this because in, in my context, uh, I, I see that a lot. I see uh, um, different... Uh, churches, but it, maybe on the college campus, I see resources that's produced that's heavily majority culture and have to mm-hmm. be contextualized mm-hmm. for ethnic specific groups or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. folk who are trying to reach a specific demographic. And I'm wondering, should those resources just be resources be developed by those folks because the discipleship of the people that you're reaching, for me, particularly black students, their discipleship is on, a, we start at a different place than their mm-hmm. white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, these students, they, they usually, the majority mm-hmm. of them don't have to, you don't have to convince, convince them of injustice. You don't have to convince, convince them of racism. Um, or, or prayer. Um, you don't have typically. to convince them of prayer or yeah. the move of the spirit. Um, they're ready to go. And so my mm-hmm. should start there. Uh, when, even a non-believer doesn't start in the place of, usually doesn't start in the place of being atheist or agnostic. They, they, they start mm-hmm. in a place um, of, of, can Usually I trust ag- acknowledgement God? or yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know God. I know how people get to him, uh, but I'm just not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to follow him right now, or yeah. I don't know if he wants me right now. Yeah. Um, they start close to that. So where, where even where non-believers are started in my for black folk usually is in a different mm-hmm. place. Yep. yep. Um, uh, and so the discipleship starts in a different place. And mm-hmm. what I've seen is that the the advancement in discipleship can mm-hmm. get slowed. And I'm wondering if over, I'm, 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 I'm introducing a lot of ideas, but I'm wondering if the solution that church should be to injustice is being uh, slowed down 
because our discipleship, we're trying to include like this somehow this multi-ethnic discipleship, which usually starts with majority culture. Yeah. And yeah. it's sifted down mm-hmm. um, and contextualized. And, and, you know, people of have to teach uh, their white counterparts. They mm-hmm. have to, they have to like bring them up. But I'm wondering if there needs to be some kind of shift to where we say, no, this is actually the, the model of discipleship. And we have to somehow just let folk of color like go, like advance and go and, and develop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe their, their counterparts need to learn from that. And they do like the contextualization, mm-hmm. the hard mm-hmm. work and teach each other. Um, so anyways, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's really the simple question is, uh, should discipleship switch? In the church, should there like be like the sourcing there, of it and the direction yeah, in which it yeah, is contextualized? Do we need that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like liberation theology, the origin okay. of liberation theology. You know, in the Catholic Church, being it, you know, kind of Catholic Church is very hierarchical. There was like elites that would develop theology and then deliver that through the, you know, the you know kind of papal system where the priests would deliver that right from yeah. from the cardinals, the bishops to the priests, and that would be delivered. But liberation theology started with like God's actual love for the poor. Mm. You got Gustavo Gutierrez. You know, you you got some of these these prevalent like Latin American theologians who are with the people and saying, "Let's actually develop theology from from this place that then goes up." Yeah, you know, that then goes the goes to society, goes to the people in power. Go then it goes from this place to the priests and yeah. to the bishops. Yeah. you know. And so it was a reversal of that. That was a that was a corrective, because there was massive blind spots. Yeah. You know, because the bishops aren't actually in the slums. You know, the cardinals aren't in the slums, and so they're developing stuff and they're saying stuff about God, and about the way things mass should be done, <clears throat> but they're never with the people. So it's basically saying God actually loves these people. Let's understand that from this perspective and let it flow up rather than top down yeah. type of thing. If if that's similar to what you're talking about, I, you know, I think we have a historical precedent that not only is that needed, it, it has a massive benefit, you know. Yeah. Now, I, it, asterisk, I know there's portions of liberation theology that kind of went went skewed and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like biblical liberation theology. Mm-hmm. Is hard to argue against because there's like 2,000 verses that are backed up by it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's what I'm really talking about. It seems like there there is historical precedent for that. Um, that's that's really needed. Yeah. You know? Now the question though is I almost a question of platform and publishing. Yeah. Okay. Right? Talk about so, it. So, <clears throat> um, what what the people needed in Latin America was somebody who would give a voice, somebody who would public. That's where that's where some of these priests came in and said, "We'll be the champions. We'll be the the writers of that." Yeah, you know, um, and it seems like you 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 need you, you need that at some point. Yeah, you know, the reason why there's a lot of like, um, you know, books by majority culture authors is because they have the time, the place, the publishing. They get the green lights. They get the the bonuses. They get the money. You know, and so they were able to like write more prolifically, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that seems to, there, there's a market for it essentially. There's sure. capitalism that's involved here, sure. you know. Um, so, so if you're going to reverse that trend, then there there has to be not just permission 
to like do it. Like you as a black campus minister need to have permission to like not just contextualize somebody else's material, discipleship material, but to develop your own discipleship material mm-hmm. for you, your people, your context. But then the secondary part, if it's going to influence in a reverse kind of way, there has to be a platform of a publishing of that that then yep. can be handed over to majority culture, you know, yeah. these, these other uh, white staff workers who, mm-hmm. are, who are in the nation. So if you don't have that secondary piece, it seems like, okay, that's beautiful. That's what the black church have been doing all along. Yep. You know, and when they do publish, it seems to be there's a lot of internal publishing. Mm-hmm. So the black community, as far as my understanding, the black church, they, you know, a lot of a lot of the platform is conferences, but they tend to be black conferences, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't get on the stage at other conferences typically. Sure. You know, or if they get on the stage, they're not allowed to talk about that material. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, it, that's just really interesting to me. Like there has to be that secondary piece. So the permission, yes, thumbs up. We should be doing that. We should be getting stuff from the Philippines. But that means the Filipino people, we have to, they have to publish something. They have mm-hmm. to have a platform for something, you know, yeah. that we then, then I have to go as a majority culture person, I, go, I have to take it and go, thank you very much. And now I have to contextualize this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So I think my, so this is, this is something that I'm still wrestling with, right. asking a lot of questions around. Um, but I, I think the call around it is one, yeah, uh, for folk of color, and if I could speak to black people in particular, know that the things you developed from your, um, with with your experience at the center. So of course yep, Jesus yep. Center, but but it comes from like your experience is not only. Um, acceptable but needed by the church yep. like it's yep. super needed yep. um uh and so produce those resources yes um even even <clears throat> if yeah. folk don't take it just know that it's it's needed um uh and then at the, the church at large I, I think the prophetic word that i've learned from south africa is look to the margins because as you we mm-hmm. see a greater divide in the even especially in the evangelical world of like mm-hmm. minorities leaving mm-hmm. these multi-ethnic but what they realize is predominantly white both in uh demographic and in culture yep. they lean these these mm-hmm. e, these multi-ethnic spaces uh um if you want to become actually a multi-ethnic church i think yes. your discipleship tools like your discipleship consult should come should be with those who the are edges, doing the margins um yeah, yeah doing uh doing a ministry in the margins mm-hmm. and ministry that comes from like you should be getting mentored by those who are part of like the historically oppressed demographic yeah, yeah. um uh and <clears> the call <throat> to, to, mm-hmm. to people of color is man uh make find your platforms yeah. Use them. Know that that, yep. that is actually, I think, what I'm learning is that is actually where the church's most valuable discipleship tools are, are coming from. It is from mm-hmm. folk mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm personally going to be uh, trying to look at what are they doing over there? Like, what are they doing in, in, in mm-hmm. Africa? Mm-hmm. Um, in places where yeah, life... bring that here. Threat yeah. of life. And how yeah. do I take that and bring that here? Yeah. It, uh, that totally resonates with me. That's... 
you know, the story of the, the underground network is, you know, living in the Philippines for nine months. And from that place, not saying we get, we got to be Filipino in Tampa. We got to still be ourselves, yep. <clears throat> but we need to learn from this. We need to, we need to take this and contextualize it for Tampa. Mm-hmm. That makes complete, complete sense. And it's funny because a lot of these people that went and visited with us in Manila more recently, all of them said, we actually understand you and we understand the underground more because we were in this place mm. with these people. Like we didn't understand how Filipino you actually are until we were here and to recognize that. So <clears throat> that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. I think my call, my, my request to those kind of publishing and platforming and making disciples of tools in those spaces, the margins, is don't worry about me. <clears throat> don't make resources with me still in mind. Mm. You know, I think I, I've seen that happen where we're, we're going we're gonna to develop a resource about justice, but it's still thinking about, I need to teach, you know, these white people about this. Yeah. No, develop the resource about justice for you, you yep. know, and let, let me worry about contextualization, but you know, put that burden on me. Now, if I'm wise, I will consult you <laughs> in yeah. that process, right? Yeah. What do you really mean by this? Um, but I, I find it's, you know, it, it's almost like muddies the water mm-hmm. when there's a resource. It's like, you know, it, it's kind of to this black audience, but I'm, I'm basically still preaching mm. to whatever this Trump supporter or something. It's like, don't go. worry about the Trump supporter, you know, worry about your people, you know, mm-hmm. and then let me come in and go, okay, now I got to contextualize as I go and try to make disciples yeah. of this Trump supporter, whatever Good. it is. So that would be my, that would be my call. That's so, great, man. Awesome, brother. God bless you guys. Yeah.